In this episode of the Discerning Parenting Podcast, we talk about the mom shaming that no one talks about. There's a lot of talk about mom shaming on the internet. Someone will post something on Instagram, whether it's about screen time or feeding or any topic actually. And there will be comments calling out that person saying, that's mom shaming. Now, I don't know what the world's coming to that it feels like moms now get shamed for almost everything. They're shamed for staying home, for going to work, for working from home. They're shamed for giving screen time, for restricting screen time. They're shamed for feeding only healthy food, for feeding quote-unquote junk food. But there's one type of mom shaming that happens just as often as the other types of mom shaming. But I'm baffled about why no one talks about it. So if you're breastfeeding or planning to breastfeed or you are supporting a breastfeeding mom, listen to this. Are there days you feel you've had it with the sleepless nights, the temper tantrums, the constant fatigue of trying to keep up with an active baby? Does it feel like you're always working so hard as a parent, trying to do everything for your kids and family, and yet it never feels enough? We get it. You love your child more than anything, and yet parenting is also exhausting and challenging, especially when you're bombarded with criticism and pressure to be the perfect parent, which, spoiler alert, does not exist. That's why we created Discerning Parenting, the podcast that helps you cut through the noise and focus on what truly matters in your parenting journey. This podcast is jam-packed with valuable insights and practical tips specifically tailored for parents of kids age 5 and below. So join us and discover how you can use the combined power of science, knowing your child, and your own intuition in making the best parenting decisions for you and your family. Since August is breastfeeding month, in today's episode of the Discerning Parenting Podcast, I want to call out the mom shaming that no one talks about, and that is shaming moms who are breastfeeding. I know this might sound surprising because nobody on the internet talks about this, but yes, every day I hear from moms who feel shamed for breastfeeding. It's already all over the internet that we shouldn't shame moms for bottle feeding. In fact, the internet is so adamant against shaming moms for bottle feeding or formula feeding so that if there's anybody who dares talk about the benefits of breastfeeding, they will automatically get attacked and accused of shaming those who don't breastfeed. Or let's say there are posts about topics like how to continue breastfeeding while returning to work, or how to handle breastfeeding issues. They get shamed. They say, why are you posting about breastfeeding, about returning to work, or handling breastfeeding issues? You're shaming those who give formula. Well, look at it this way. If you see a recipe on the internet about how to make homemade lasagna, do you see comments that say, you're shaming moms who buy and serve frozen lasagna instead of making it from scratch. No, you don't, right? You understand that recipes on how to make homemade lasagna are for those who want to do it. 
while other moms can serve frozen lasagna and it's okay. There's nothing shameful about that. So it's a curious phenomenon that posts that aim to support breastfeeding women, even if there's not a single word attacking those who chose to give formula, these posts are still attacked as mom-shaming. And in addition, it's baffling why no one talks about how moms are also shamed for breastfeeding. I've experienced it myself, and I've also seen it happen to many, many other moms. Here's what breastfeeding shaming sounds like. They will say, Your baby is so thin. You're starving your baby. There's something wrong with your milk. Maybe that last part may be said, or maybe sometimes it can be implied. Or they will hear comments like, Why is baby crying? I bet you don't have enough milk. And very, very often I hear it. If you would just give a bottle right now, all your problems will be solved. I hear this all the time as advice being dispensed in mom groups and even in Fedis Best websites. Now, I know there's a lot of good intentions behind the Fed is Best movement, but sometimes it can go to the opposite extreme. Why? Because they seem to put forward the idea that giving formula solves every single problem. And as pediatricians, we know that that is not true. A child who has poor suck, it's not necessarily because of breastfeeding problems. We see that all the time in the emergency room, that babies with poor suck, they may get delayed in being brought to us because it's misdiagnosed as a breastfeeding problem when there could be an underlying medical problem. And bottle feeding will not necessarily solve that. And one of the most cruel and tragic mom-shaming statements I've seen is this. These are actual comments in social media in response to moms who have difficulty breastfeeding. Are you ready for this? This is cruel and tragic. These moms are told, Stop making your baby suffer because of your selfish desire to breastfeed. And then, on a website that is supposed to support moms, I even read this line, I had to let go of my ego and my desire to breastfeed and just do what is best for my baby. Comments like this just totally floor me. I doubt there's ever a mom in the entire history of the human race who breastfed out of ego or for selfish reasons. And I don't know how this selfish spin on breastfeeding came to be on the internet and social media. And what happens here is when a mom faces any obstacle in breastfeeding and then they persist, it makes the mom feel guilty. This is gaslighting. So the mom will ask, am I just being selfish and still wanting to breastfeed? So I've also personally heard breastfeeding being blamed for a lot of things. For example, if the baby is too thin, even if the pediatrician says that the baby is doing well based on the growth charts, the parent is told your milk lacks nutrients. If the baby cries or wakes up at night, they're told baby's not getting enough milk. Never mind that there is really a time during baby's development that they do not sleep through the night yet developmentally it has nothing to do with milk 
And often it also has nothing to do with sleep training. We have a course about sleep that talks about this. Or maybe the baby has stranger anxiety, which is a normal developmental milestone from around the six-month period onwards. And then again, breastfeeding will get blamed. They will say, you know, your baby doesn't want other people because she's breastfeeding. Or maybe baby has separation anxiety. Again, this is a normal developmental milestone at around the nine-month mark. They will say, oh, your baby is so clingy because he's breastfeeding. And then later on during the toddler years, if let's say the mom is still breastfeeding and then the toddler has tantrums, again, breastfeeding gets blamed. They will say, that's because you're spoiling him by still breastfeeding. And there's often a whole new level of breastfeeding shaming during the toddler years. Now, it's not just the mom, even the toddler gets shamed for still wanting to breastfeed. Or maybe the mom gets sick or she says she's tired. People will say, that's because you're breastfeeding. Last year during breastfeeding month, I talked about this with my audience. I sent an email about this. And then in response, I got so many messages from moms who shared their stories of being shamed for breastfeeding. And with their consent, I'll share some of these stories here with you. One mom said, my mother-in-law used to discourage me from breastfeeding because she felt she gets to spend less time with my baby because of it. And many people around me were not encouraging at all. And here are some things that other moms have heard. Some from mothers-in-law, some from elderly relatives. They were told, if you breastfeed, you'll spoil your baby. Or they heard, we didn't do such things during our time. And another mom said that, a friend of my mom based in the UK visited and saw me breastfeeding at a restaurant. And she commented, if I were in the UK, I'd be driven out if they saw me breastfeeding. Well, if anyone from the UK is listening to this podcast, feel free to comment on this. One mom also talked about how the husband of a friend was appalled when he found out that she was still breastfeeding her then 18-month-old and she was told, you better stop soon because it's not normal to breastfeed a child. And in fact, at some point, I got a message from somebody who asked that, you know, my in-law is still breastfeeding her two-year-old. As a developmental pediatrician, will it cause trauma and lasting damage to still be breastfeeding at that age? No, there's this misconception that breastfeeding during that time actually causes trauma. And that's not true. And there's another mom who shared that every time I felt tired, people used to say it was caused by over-breastfeeding. And so many moms have told me this. Again, not to judge, but sometimes I suspect maybe it's a cop-out so that instead of helping the mom or at least empathizing, maybe it's their way of saying, well, it's your fault that you're tired. You're tired because you're insisting on doing this breastfeeding thing. Well, What's the takeaway from all of these? As I cited all of these examples of how moms are shamed from, for breastfeeding. The takeaway from here is moms need support, not shaming, not criticism. So you're listening to this. You may be in different situations. Maybe you didn't get to breastfeed or you stopped breastfeeding early on for whatever reason. Now, regardless of how you decided to feed your baby, 
let me make this clear, it does not mean you have failed. It does not mean that you're any less of a mom in any way. On the other hand, maybe you're still breastfeeding your toddler. And you're constantly getting questions like, What? You're still breastfeeding? You should be ashamed of yourself. Your child isn't a baby anymore. Why are you still breastfeeding? Just like there shouldn't be any shame around stopping breastfeeding early, there should also not be any guilt, shame, or embarrassment from continuing to breastfeed to the toddler years and beyond. After all, what does the World Health Organization say? The World Health Organization recommends breastfeeding for babies until two years and beyond. And I want to emphasize the beyond. And they didn't just make this recommendation in an empty way, but this is based on actual research studies. And if there are naysayers about this, well, you can tell them things like how breast milk from vaccinated moms can have antibodies to fight COVID and other infections. And the decision on how to feed your baby should be one that you make along with your trusted medical team. Even this podcast, this is not medical advice. I am just calling out a phenomenon that I often see. So if you're listening to this and you've heard these statements, you can see that these are not necessarily founded on science. But again, the decision on feeding should be made by you along with your trusted medical team with a medical provider who is aligned with your values and who knows your child, your baby, your family. It should not be based on comments from misinformed people around you, whether people who know you personally or your acquaintances or even random strangers and especially not strangers on the internet. And if you have any concerns about how your baby grows or feeds, consult your pediatrician. And whatever you decide, whatever you discern, the discerning parenting community is behind you, cheering you on. And for more parenting resources, head over to discerningparenting.com toolkit. You'll get a free set of guides for parents of babies and young kids age 5 and below. And you'll also be signed up to our mailing list. You'll get a regular dose of parenting inspiration. And be sure to follow the Discerning Parenting Podcast. <music>